lot of times I'm driving, there's nothing to do. And I shuffle through the radio before I unglue. There's a lot of red on ways, it's traffic, I'm screwed. And I'm wired a bit different than a regular dude. It's not a bad thing, I embrace it, it's true. The radio don't stimulate brain chemistry fluid. The Buddha found nirvana and the four noble truths. Through a meditative process, right action he proved. For me, I require the use of a tool, a detector, pin, pointer, shovel, and beach scoop. I'm meant to work the dirt with my history crew, but everywhere I look, my interest taboo. Most people choose Bieber over Tippy Canoe. What does a detectorist listen to when the radio is full of bad music and news? I need an alternative for me to peruse. Beyond sight and sound gets fantastic reviews. A metal detecting show where my thought bubble brews. Thank you, Josh Kimmel, for inviting me to a detecting dork out with guests like yours, true. Lee? Are you looking for a high-quality beach and sand scoop? Are you trying to take your hunting to the extreme? How about an American-based company that stands behind their product and everything they sell? Then check out our friends over at Extreme Scoops. John has been making scoops for some time now and makes a quality beach and sand scoop to take your hunting to the next level. Extreme Scoops recently released their new sand shredder that works great in the water and on the beach. And if you're a new Equinox user, you may want to check out his Surfmaster X3 that can trap those small targets you new Equinox users are finding out there. Extreme Scoops company approach is let's do it right. So do it right, buy it once, and go to the extreme. Extremescoops.com That's X-T-R-E-M-E scoops.com Caution. Please do not operate motor vehicles or power equipment while under the influence of this show. Listening to this show could cause side effects such as bouts of laughter, violent binges of cabin fever, and even dreams of silver and gold. Please be advised. Now that the fine print is out of the way, on with the show. All right, the fine print's out of the way. It's time to roll with the show. We're back and we're live once again. You are listening to Beyond Sight and Sound, metal detecting and treasure hunting radio for all the really cool digging people out there. And as I look into the chat, I see the Bills are in, Dylan, uh, Scotty, Tam, Paul. Uh, looks looks like they're dropping in. Good to see, good to see everyone. Uh, let's see here. Seen a few other... Good grief, the chat's already flying. I can't keep up. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> yeah, well... All right, so, obviously, first and foremost, links in the description, our friends over at Shooters and Prospectors, DetectEase.com, Ken, Mark, Darth, Buddy, and the gang doing a great job, Extreme Scoops, The Ring Finders, uh, Ohio Metal Detecting on YouTube, 
Crazy Spider Adventures on YouTube, Detected Outdoors on YouTube, Metal Detecting NYC on YouTube, Adventures with Purpose on YouTube. That that link is in there too. We mentioned that uh, Wednesday. <clears throat> we had link in there Wednesday as well. Uh, All Metal Militia Facebook group, I and I Facebook group, and uh, let's see the Mini Horde giveaway. I gotta correct myself. I mentioned Sunday that the last day to get your child entered is Saturday, and that is incorrect. The last day to get your child entered is Tuesday. Tuesday, June 30th, 8 p.m. Eastern, we close entries for that. So we do have that correction to make. Also, tonight at some point, hopefully everyone was listening, last episode and the episode before, because we do have to announce a winner of a Garrett AT pinpointer. And you do have to be listening live in the chat for that. We do also have the uh, metal detecting trading cards coming out from Ringing KG uh, to our second place winner. And that is one of those deals. If they're not in chat, well, it'll it'll go to the next person on the list. So hang in there, folks, whether I announce it live on air or after the show, whichever, it'll probably be live on air at some point. We'll we'll give it a few minutes, so we'll get into the show and and announce it at some point in there. And I see there's the man with the plan, the dealer of choice in the house, Chuck's on deck. All right. So obviously, let's see if I can go back here, find find my screen that I was looking for that I've somehow lost since we went live. Okay, there it is. All right. So you guys and gals, you've heard us mention it. You saw us drop a link. Would have been late Sunday night after the show, and then we dropped it this morning. The post has been received well. For those who hadn't heard... Adventures with Purpose. In 2019, Jared and his friends uh, went through in their adventures and recovered 27 vehicles, 6 guns, uh, 1 tractor, (laughs) 3 boats, 43 scooters, 38 bikes, 14,000 pounds of garbage, and two bodies from our waterways and ecosystems. That is a laundry list of recoveries and a busy, busy year for a number of people, apparently. I mean, this this was not a, a one-person kind of show. This This was a lot of different people pitching in, helping out. Things of that nature. So, now that you've got the lowdown on that, hopefully you did check out his channel. If not, I highly encourage you to go over and check out his channel. Very informative, very entertaining. Uh, always willing to take people along on the adventures, so to speak. So, I've ran on long enough about it. Let's get him in here, too, and see how he's doing. Make sure I've got everything opened up here. Yes, I do. Okay, so tonight our guest is actually none other than Jared from Adventures with Purpose on YouTube. How is it going tonight, Jared? Thank you for taking the time to sit down with us. Absolutely. Happy to be here for you. A little uh, scruffy voice tonight. My wife thinks I have a tinge of uh, COVID. I Uh don't think so. 
I think uh, yeah, I, I just talk too much. I think it's the, the real reason behind it. So anyway, happy to be here. And uh, yeah, let's kick this off for you and help you out any way we can. What do you want to know? Well, maybe maybe the voice is a little scruffy from uh, the recent Forge video. <laughs> you know, well, that one was shot, you know, almost a month ago. Uh, I did just get back from Colorado, though, because we did go for that snowcat that's 75 feet deep in a mountain lake that is 10,300 feet in elevation. So, man, let me tell you, I was out of breath up there, and the, my wife thinks that maybe that might be what it is. is my body's just recovering from the high, the high altitude. That and, could uh, be acclimating back to uh, normal ground, so to speak. Yep. <laughs> well, hopefully the listeners and, and the followers of your YouTube channel can look forward to seeing that video because I'm sure there was some footage taken. Absolutely. That one will be out next Friday. Nice. And I'm sure, uh, probably for you, very happy to be out and back in the water, I would think, correct? You know, uh, the Tim Robinson was our actual back in the water first episode after this whole, you know, shelter in place, you know, quarantine, whatever it is that we want to call it, this little pandemic. The, the world is crazy right now. But, uh, yeah, we did shelter in place for a while. But finally, I just went stir crazy. I said, enough is enough. I'm going out. I'm getting <coughs> in the water. We did it. You know, we went after a vehicle that we'd seen, you know, on three, four other dives that we'd been on. But it was just it was a deep dive. It was a stage lift. We pulled the car up. You know, most of you have seen that video. If you've not, we brought a car up from 80, 80, 85 feet deep inside of it as I was deciding. And I never do a live stream like is like my thing is I edit the video and I give you a pretty product in the end. But I'm like, you know what? Let's. We haven't seen our audience in a long time. Let's get, to give them a little bonus. So we actually went live. So while I'm filming the episode and we're doing a live, I look across. I notice a shoe in the vehicle. You know, I see what I think is styrofoam, and it was the Hanes waistband that gave it away. We shut the live stream down immediately. Um, you know, unfortunately, there was a body in the vehicle. We ended up calling the cops. We got that coroner down there, the medical examiner down there right away. And, you know, we were able to solve a 12-year-old missing persons case on that one. I do not, remember that. And not to be confused with it was a 12-year-old person. It was a 12-year-old pers missing persons case. Right. This this case had been cold for 12 years. That is correct, yeah. Yes, that. That is unfortunate, and I do remember seeing that video, and and I got to say, kudos to you and your team for the fast reaction time, because I did see the clip at the beginning where immediately you're moving away from the car. Whoa, stop, stop the cameras, call the cops, shut it down. And, and it doesn't matter what you do in what order. Yeah, you have keyboard warriors will think that you did not do things properly, but... Hey, you know, one of the things I wanted to touch base on right right away, you know, as you were doing the, you know, the whole introductions and, you know, making the mention, you know, Adventures of Purpose, the biggest thing I want to point out at this is, you know, this is a team effort. You know, the amount of people that come out in support of what it is that we're doing that it started, you know, almost two years ago with me just getting in the water and picking up some garbage here and there because I saw some other YouTubers that were like, you know, you know, they were doing good you know, with their views and everything. I'm like, oh, well, I can do that. But the moment that you start including other people and a movement and, 
that's when things really took off on YouTube for us. And that's when, you know, especially when we started finding the cars and including more people and having an open door policy, like, Hey, if you're in the area, come hang out with us. You are going to be on YouTube. You are going to be recorded. You are going to hold a camera. If you're cool with that, come have a good time. Right. We can put you to work. We can definitely <laughs> utilize you, whether you've uh, got a winch or a tow truck or a suit, or you just want to stand there and hold a camera. A hundred percent. And that's, that is one of the, uh, the intriguing things that I must say about your videos. Watching them, because I'm, I'm really bad about, uh, streaming YouTube on the TV while I'm doing other things around the house. Uh -huh. And I watch a lot of, uh, <clears throat> I guess, CSI episodes, cold case episodes, and things of that nature. And the TV's just playing along, and I'm halfways listening. And all of a sudden, it comes across and uploads, you know, starts to play this video of a gentleman talking about how they were contacted to try and help solve a cold case of a bridesmaid that had been missing for 31 years or something like that. Yeah, Mar Marty Evans. Which, uh, obviously, by by that point, you, you realize that I had stumbled into your channel. And that, it, it was like the gateway. It, further down the rabbit hole I went after that. I just binge-watched hours and hours of Adventures with Purpose. And I'm going, you know, this guy is really, I, I like what he's doing. He, he's genuine. He seems down to earth. He's very friendly, including everybody, and trying to help not only clean up the waterways and ecosystem, which is definitely very cool, but trying to help others in, in situations where, uh, you know, certain agencies may have some some red tape that they have to go through or, or budgetary reasons that they're not able to do certain things where you and your friends have been able to come in and, and try to help out and, and do what you can. And it's very cool to see. Yeah, you know, and a lot of people, I mean, not a lot of people, I mean, you, again, you get those keyboard warriors who are like, well, you're you're just doing this for YouTube views. 100% I'm doing this for YouTube views. Well, you're doing it for the monetization money. 100% we're doing it for the monetization money. Well, you're getting sponsorships. 100% we're doing it for that. And the reason for it, guess what? We're reinvesting those dollars so that way we can go help these families. You know, if it wasn't exactly. for YouTube and it wasn't for Facebook, we never would have made our way to Missouri to go pull Nathan out of the water where another agency refused to do it. You know, they just couldn't because of the red tape. We have no red tape. And, right. you know, and, you know, and same thing with helping look for Marty or any of this other stuff that we're doing. I mean, if it wasn't for YouTube and Facebook, 100%, we would not be out there doing it because we would have, we would not have the funds to do so. We wouldn't have the backing to do so, you know, and as well as the people that come out to participate and help out, they love seeing themselves on TV as well and sharing that with, you know, their families and, as well as what's neat about this is it's not just about cleaning up the environment. It's not just about the resolution, uh, you know, and the closure for families, but it's the, those that are actually out there helping their parents that they've been trying to get to acknowledge them for years as, as adult children, you know, still 
they never got that recognition from their parents. And now, now that they're a part of this and they're seeing cold cases being, you know, uh, solved, those parents are now saying, wow, I'm proud of you. You're doing something amazing. You're involved with it that I couldn't be more proud of you. And, you know, and I got it. In fact, I just got like another, and I, I've got, you know, like another email that just came across today. And I'll read it word for word on this one because, I mean, it's just so touching. But this this is not a one-off. Like, we get these types of emails all the time. And it says, um, I just want to thank you. My wife left me and our children over a year ago. My son began watching your channel and asked me if that's what I do when I dive. I am more public safety and recreation. Anyway, it sparked his interest in diving and brought us closer. So thank you again. Right. Um, See, and and when you when you get messages like that, that's that's got to bring you a sense of accomplishment and a good feeling as well to know that what you're doing isn't not only are are you helping people, but you're also inspiring people to kind of follow in the footsteps and and get out there and get involved. Well, it, it's that as well as restoring faith in humanity. I mean, look at the world that we currently live in. I mean. How many people have just given place. up? Yeah. You know, you know, and there's another gentleman that, you know, about two months ago, you know, his wife reached out to me and said, you know, uh, he saw your Nathan video and it brought him to tears. And uh, it's never I've never seen him this touched by anything ever before. Can you give him a call? So I gave him a call and, you know, he told me that he wasn't living with his wife and his daughter at the time. And I said, what the frick is wrong with you? I said, we are first and foremost husbands and fathers. We we made that decision. And, um, you know, so we, I had a nice log conversation. I've taken a few phone calls from him since, but it wasn't more than two or three weeks later. He said, Jared, because of my phone call and my conversation with you, I moved back to Arizona with my wife and my daughter and things are the best they've ever been. It's, it's wow. just that giving them that, you know, that nudge to, you know, that there, there is good in the world and that just because you feel like you're completely down in life and that nobody else is doing any good we're all in charge where we all have that ability to make a change but first and foremost starts at home you know you got to get your home right and get it in order before you can help anybody else that's true that's true very very good points definitely so what uh, how did like for for Jared how did he get started in this did you all of a sudden i mean i'm sure you didn't just wake up one day and go hey i know what sounds like fun let's strap an air tank to our back and go in the water and recover sunglasses and have a good time and oh what the heck let's let's up the ante and let's try to recover a tractor or a boat or so, something so, like that so you i mean you, you want like how did a middle aged you know uh, going into midlife crisis balding you know, mid forties guy decide to get into YouTube. Is that the story you want to hear? Well, as long as it's not mine. <laughs> uh, you know, I just come out of a bad business deal, and um, you know, just kind of kind of a rock bottom. Like, what the frick am I gonna do? I'd been uh, I built up a you know another company. I've actually had three multi million dollar companies. Been bankrupt twice, and uh, oh. but I was just like you know early forties. What I'm depressed and lost. And so I packed up the motorhome and I told my wife, I said, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I don't know when I'm coming home. And uh, she, she actually asked me the question, are we getting divorced? I said, why? No, no, we're not getting divorced. I'm just <laughs> going on a road trip. 
and I don't know when I'm coming back, but I will be back. So during this time, I ended up uh, making my way down to California and met up with another uh, buddy of mine that we've been friends for about, for about nine years. And he'd been doing YouTube for about two years at this point. And he told me what he was making. I said, you got to be kidding me. I said, you're just out there having a good time making videos and they're paying you for that crap. And uh, right. that's, that's, that's kind of how I got into YouTube was uh, uh, I started producing one of his shows and we took him from under a million subscribers to he's over 8 million now. And during this wow. time also, he's like, he goes, you need to figure out what it is you're going to do. You're great behind the camera. You're great producing, but you need to get in front of the camera. So I had been a powered paraglider guy, you know, for, you know, years. And so I saw another powered paragliding channel that was doing well. I'm like, well, frick, I can do better than him and make better <laughs> content. I'm like, this is going to be easy. So I strapped my motor on. And I went flying and I dropped a few things and, you know, tried to mimic a few other channels and combine them. And frick, it, it was you can only tell so many stories with a two-stroke motor attached to your back before even you're bored with the story, okay? Good point. And so I, and so I had some dive gear that had been uh, sitting on my shelf for, you know, 10 years. I had not touched it, and I saw some of these other YouTube uh, divers, and I'm like, well, frick, I can get in the water, and I can go find cell phones, and I can tell a good story. And so I did. So I got in the water and started doing that. And, nice. uh, you know, so I'm, so I'm plugging along, plugging along, and... And uh, we're coming up on two years now that we've been on YouTube. But this time last year, we were actually under 10,000 subscribers after our first year that we were coming up on plugging away, cleaning up garbage, you know. And it wasn't until we ran into our first car that the, the, the game changed. We, you know, including the tow truck drivers, including more divers, including, you know, lift bags, the the story, the mystery of – is there going to be something in the car? What, you know, who does it belong to? Was it stolen? Was it, you know, was it a insurance fraud? Was it suicide? Was it, you know, was it a murder? You never know what the story is going to be. Uh, or if you're going to find a body inside. I mean, that's the other mystery behind all this. And, you know, and we, you know, in the beginning, we did a lot of joking around like, oh, there's a body in the trunk, you know, and we opened a lot of trunks and people would get mad that we were busting into trunks and like, oh, you ruined the car. You could restore the car. No, you can't. These cars have been underwater for, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 years. You're not right. going to restore. Them. No, no, not at all. The damage has been done. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, so that's. Kind of my break into uh, YouTube and the turning point, like I said, was when we started finding these cars and learning how to tell a better story. Because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not a diver. I'm not a YouTuber. I'm first and foremost a storyteller who is in the business of sales and marketing. My first goal is I have to hook you. You know, what's the title? What's the thumbnail? I mean, this is a business. You know, a title, thumbnail, search engine optimization to get you to actually click on it. What is my click-through rate? You know, once you click on it, can I sell you in the first three minutes? You know, I have 30, I have three seconds to hook you. I have 30 seconds to pitch you on the idea of sticking around to the three minute mark. If I can get you to stay till the three minute mark, you're there, you're there, whether it's 45 minutes or, you know, 15 minutes. Nice. So it's safe to say that you're a big, uh, you're, you're a big numbers guy. You're big on analytics and, and watching and seeing what the, uh, the the viewer duration is or or uh their attention span so to speak 
100% and and accepting critique as well you know if one or two you know just want to moan and groan about what you're doing that's fine but if you end up with a whole bunch you know start looking in the mirror and be like all right they don't like that type of personality let's bring more of the humble into it rather than your you know your your uh, crazy side right right yeah i mean you're and I'm sure you know this already too, being into social media and YouTube, you're not going to keep them all happy all the time. It doesn't matter what you do. <laughs> yeah, 100% correct. But you know, at the end of the day though, if you take a look at our, our likes to dislikes ratio, I mean, I feel like we're just crushing it. We're, you know, 97, 98%, you know, likes versus dislikes, um, yeah, you're not going to please everybody. You know, one of the things right. that we learned also is, you know, the music. You know, not everybody likes the same music. And, you know, not, not everybody likes your, you know, your, um, what do I call it? More of a Pee Wee Herman personality, happy-go-lucky type of a personality. <laughs> so if you go back and watch my earlier videos, you know, I had a lot more of that back then. Whereas now it's like, all right, we're more serious. We're on a mission. But we still, you know, we still like to have a good time and joke around and uh, laugh about what, we're, what it is we're doing. Well, and, and you do certainly convey that in your videos. That's, that's definitely for sure. Uh, and apparently it's working. Uh, I believe before we went live, you've, your channel has reached over 374,000 subscribers. That's yes. quite a bit. Yeah, so that's, uh, yes, we packed on over 365,000 subscribers in the last, uh, less than a year. Yeah, and uh, oh, what about uh, eighty thousand subscribers in the last thirty days? Oh, you just froze. Where are you at? Oh, uh, let's see here. That's strange because I've got you. You're back, Not and now you're gone. There. Okay, so you you still got me? Hello. I lost you again. We're still here. Okay, yes, you're still there, but uh that's that's interesting. We're having some All right, you're back again. Okay. Not sure what's happening there with the internet because I'm hardwired and I run a bonded line. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we're good over here. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like I was saying, in the last 30 days, I believe you've picked up 80,000 subscribers. Yeah, yeah, we have, uh, yeah, 78,000, I think, was the last count that I saw. Yeah, that, that sounds right. That's, uh, that's what I saw last night when I was doing my research. Uh, very, very good. That's very commendable, definitely. So, what got you involved then into... I, I guess you, you recovered the first car and things kind of took off for you and you must have decided to, hey, let's stick with this. Let's try to, uh, cultivate this into something larger. And then all of a sudden now you're, you're getting calls from people to help them recover items as well. Yeah. We've got, yeah, we've got snowcat in Colorado. We've got a helicopter in, uh, um, Kentucky, we've got a seaplane up in Washington. I mean, it, it, it's now the stories that are coming across. Like, I, you know, I get several emails a week and, um, some of the crazy ones, um, is not just the vehicles and 
that what we get to choose from. But let, let me give you two good examples that came across just this past week. One is I got a crazy phone call. It said, you know what? I have to tell you about, and, and I won't say the motorcycle gang because I don't want them targeting me, <laughs> but, but, um, he said, my uncle disappeared 30 years ago and he came back into my life and, you know, and, and I was young when he would disappeared. And so when he came back, I'm like, what, well, you know, what happened to you? So he told him the story about this motorcycle gang that the, in order to get initiated in, they had to go steal Harley Davidson's and Harley's only. They couldn't steal just a motorcycle. It had to be a Harley. And in the process, this gang has been, and I've talked to other people in the area, and they're like, yeah, 100%. My Harley was stolen 30 years ago and all these stories that you know that have been coming out. Anyway, so the story goes that there's over 300 Harleys 90 feet deep in the river in a location wow. where I've dove near near before. Um, so we're going to go put some sonar on it because even if the engine blocks are worth a thousand bucks each right now, the rest of the bike is scrap and there's 300 of them down there. We have a $300,000 pile of engine blocks just sitting there. Can you imagine finding 300 Harleys underwater right now? Wow. So we have, so we have that story, but then I have an incredible crazy story and, uh, I won't say the guy did it. I think that maybe he did. He swears he didn't. My wife thinks that he did not. So the story goes like this. I, I, I get a phone call one night, and uh, it starts off with, hello, is this Jared? I'm like, yeah. He goes, adventures with purpose? I said, yeah. yeah. He goes, man, he goes, it took, he goes, it took me like three or four websites to find you, but I'm really glad that I found you. I said, okay, good. And he goes, am I being recorded? I said, no, but anytime the conversation starts off like that, I know it's going to be a good story. Right. Flags so start goes, to go okay. up. He goes, okay, but you promise I'm not being recorded. I said, no. I said, you're on speaker with my wife and my daughter, but that's that's <laughs> as far as it goes. He goes, all right. He goes, I'm in my 70s now. He goes, and this has been weighing on me for years. He goes, I was in prison. He goes, and this is what I heard from my cellmate. I'm like, so, you know, it's a jailhouse rumor. You know how cellmates like to uh, talk to one another. Right. And, but but the story I'm, I'm about to tell you in such great detail leads me to believe, like, come on now. Are you sure it wasn't you that did it? So he tells me about this town in Missouri. I won't say the name of the town because I'm actually going to go check this out. Like, this is, this is a good one. And uh, so he tells me the name of the town, and he tells me about this quarry. And he tells me about the highway and he tells me that, you know, when you get to the three quarries, the, the one on the right, there's a driveway right before you get to the, to the first quarry on the right. You know, if you go a little bit further, that's where the plant was and here's what the name of it used to be and here's who bought it out and, you know, but now it's closed. But if you make a right on that first driveway and you go down to the end, there's three tin sheds, you know, down where the picnic table's at. And this is where the workers, you know, the union guys used to hang out and, you know, they used to have their lunches over here. And, but it was a dark and stormy night. I kid you not, like dark and stormy night. And if you know anything about the dark and stormy nights in Missouri, <clears throat> he continues to go on. And uh, so he goes, you know, so he tells me the depth of the quarry. He tells me, you know, I didn't do it, but if I was to do it, I would not have dumped it by the picnic table into the quarry. I would have gone up another 50 feet, you know, to the north because it's going to be the car is going to be able to go further out and go down to 220 feet uh, at that location. And 
it's been weighing on me for so many years that the family just needs to know where their loved one is at. I'm like, so this was, was this a suicide or was this homicide? He goes, it was homicide. He goes, it happened in 80, 81. I'm like, holy frick. Wow. So yeah, yeah. So we, we have a couple of good cold cases that we're working on. Um, you know, we got Randy Leach over there in either Kansas or Oklahoma as well that we're working on. 30-year-old cold case. We have Marty that we're working on. We have this homicide, supposedly. And I'm going to be, you know, within 10 miles of that passing through as I go to some of these other locations in September. So, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be checking them out for sure to see if that's, you know, real and legit that we'll have to drop a drone down there, uh, you know, with sonar and uh, imaging in order to see it. But – you know, we have that technology coming on board that we'll be able to actually use that. And if it is that deep, then, you know, we have retrieval tools that we can hook it with and we'd actually don't have to dive down that deep and then we'll do a stage lift in order to bring it up. Nice. But yeah, can you imagine? I mean, if this gel, if this jailhouse rumor is true, you know, but these are, these are the things that, yeah, is no longer, it's, this isn't a diving channel. This is a <laughs> what's, what's Jerry getting himself into next, you know, channel and who's <laughs> right. involved. And, you what, know, and the great what thing is, is going to be the so next thing. The U.S. have reached out. I, yeah, I probably have a you know a good list of 300 plus people that have reached out. That you know, every state I can be like, all right, I need a tow truck here. Here's some volunteers. Here's some divers. And um, yeah, we just keep bringing in you know other people into Adventure with Purpose for the adventure. Right, and the uh, family grows, so to speak. Yeah. Now, when when you go into or or when you get these calls, like the gentleman that you know, dark stormy night in Missouri, I'm sure that you probably don't just go running right out. You guys probably do what you can to uh, to see that there's provenance there. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I I don't go on wild goose chases too often. You know, same thing with the you know with the with the bikes. You know, but the good news is, is I know the location is, you know, up is actually up in Portland, you know, and we have sonar that we can put on there. And, hey, if I see a heaping mound, <laughs> we're going down on it for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which would bring to mind. Uh, well, let's see here. We're we're about 30 minutes into the show. I have seen in the chat some people commenting. And obviously we did have the AT pinpointer to announce before people uh think that i've forgotten or anything the winner of the at pinpointer was none other than mike laquamette message me your shipping information and the trading cards went to scotty d i believe so for those two definitely message me your information and we can get those packages on their way congratulations to mike and scotty uh when you go out and recover said vehicle uh obviously there there's a lot of different things at play there what dictates who uh maintains possession of said vehicle um i'm doing this for the content to share with the world what it is that we're finding as such i don't um, I, I want these volunteer tow companies to be able to cover whatever cost they can for their time and their services to be out there. 
So as such, I don't lay claim to the vehicles. You know, they're already in the business. They're already towing vehicles. They know how to get a hold of the local, um, you know, city or county impound, you know, yards to report the vehicles to see if they're stolen or part of a crime, you know, or, uh, you know, missing persons or whatever. And, And I let them do all that paperwork. And then if, you know, after the 30 or 60 days, whatever the state law is that they have to hold the vehicle, then they have the ability to, um, you know, recycle it or sell it auction, so that way they can recover some of their cost. Nice. Okay. And uh, what about when you run across firearms? Because obviously the, that does vary state by state. Uh, in, yep. In this, in the state of Oregon, we do have to. We actually cannot take possession at all. Like we can't be like, all right, put it in the vehicle, take it home, call the cops. Um, we can't, you know, put it. In the home not call the cops um you know it's one of those things in with the state of oregon you must call the authorities right away and we get a lot of comments like oh you're an idiot oh you call the cops for everything no we call the cops when it's required to call the cops you know the cops Absolutely. don't want to you know if, if it's a vehicle that does not have does not appear to be a part of any crime or there's not a body in it don't call the cops but you know if right. we happen to find a weapon we do have to call the cops if we find a body 100 percent we're calling the cops. Absolutely. I mean, I here in Ohio, I I would hate to be the guy that, you know, I'm out detecting in the water or magnet fishing or whatever and recover a firearm and say, oh, that's cool, and put it in a display case. And then the cops come in and come to find out it was used in a crime or something. And now you're trying to explain how it came to be on your wall. And they're saying, oh, yeah, that's a likely excuse. So, right. yeah, definitely got to contact law enforcement. We've got a caller on with us, too. Go ahead, Chuck. Hey, good show, Jared. Very, very good show. Thank you, sir. And, Thank uh, you for uh, watching and your support. Well, the, uh, you know, I was not familiar with your YouTube until now. Literally okay. uh, signed up, so I have to take a look at it. And I have been involved in recovering many different things myself, but on a different basis than you. So, and bodies. And uh, it's always a dicey, when you get the bodies, it's dicey. (laughs) Yeah, bittersweet. But usually I have family members standing there when we're doing it. Yeah, and and as you know, I mean, there's some family members that are really happy about the uh, resolution you just brought them and others that uh, don't want to admit as to what really happened. Well, it's – I live on the Mississippi River. I'm a fire chief here, and we get called to all kinds of wrecks on the water and boats that have sank and vehicles that we have recovered. Usually they have – there's generally a beer involved in the trucks out on the ice (laughs) or halfway through it. So we try to either catch them or recover them. So I'm I'm guessing you have a uh, quite a few that your uh, department is not being able to get down on that you have some locations for me when I make my way over there in uh, September October. There are a couple. There are a couple. But the one I want to really look for, I'm not going to bring up. But you and I will talk independently. I can definitely get you in contact with him. Yeah. yeah. Um, does it, I would does talk it happen to, him to be about the? Uh, are are you a dark water diver? Uh, yeah, I have been in dark waters uh, on a couple of occasions now, yes. Yeah, zero well, visibility. Okay. This is the Mississippi on 
uh, Mississippi River, uh, this water does not clear up. <laughs> yeah. All. Yeah, yeah, de- yeah. Definitely check out the uh, Nathan video that we did. Um, that one was. I'll do out. that. I'll do that. And this has nothing to do with cars. This has a lot to do with. Uh, oh. Back in the good old days when they threw stuff in the river to get rid of it. Yeah, I, I think I, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, I've got a very good idea. Yeah, definitely get in touch with me. Speaking speaking of the Mississippi, there's also a uh, rumor that there's a um, 12-year-old girl in the trunk of a car out there by uh, St. Louis that we want to get in on as well to try to find. I've heard of that story. Yeah. So if, yeah, you, if, you, have any additional, yeah, if you have any additional information on that one, I'd love to hear more on that one. I don't have information on it that would be fresh for you. I've just heard that. Right. But uh, what kind of side scan are you guys using? Uh, I've got the uh, Helix, uh, not the Helix, I've got the uh, uh, Solix uh, 12 side scan, Mega. Okay, I, I'm, and then, I'm accustomed with JW Fishers. Yeah, and then I just picked up, uh, I've got the Mega 360 coming my way as well. And then uh, I'm sure you've heard of this one if you've heard of JW, but we're also uh, going to be working with Video Ray with their underwater ROV and their sonar equipment with the uh, manipulator. Oh, that'd be nice. nice. I have heard of that. Yep. So, yeah, I, nice. I just need to make my way to uh, Pennsylvania to go uh, pick that up and do a three-day training with them. Very, very good equipment. Yeah. Very, very good equipment. Well, I'll let you continue on your stories here. I was just calling in to congratulate Mike, Lockwomen, and on the wins and the, and the, that kind of stuff. So, and Josh, I told Mike to send me his uh, I did see information. That. And uh, I'll just get that out to him, okay? I'm sure he'll be very happy for that. And once again, that pit, that AT pinpointer is courtesy of uh, S&W Shooters and Prospectors. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So I want thank, to listen thank, to Jared some more. I'm going to back out of here and not take any more of his time. Yeah, th- thank you, Chuck. Yeah, definitely reach out to me. I'd love to uh, chat with you more about some of the stuff you've got. I will do that. Uh, there's a couple in my area that may interest you. Beautiful. We'll talk to you later. All right. Sounds All right. good. Thanks, Chuck. Thanks, right. Chuck. Bye-bye. And you bet, uh, since Mike is sending his information to Chuck, Scotty, you still need to send me your information. I did hear a message come in, so maybe that is you. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, it sounds like uh, some some exciting things in store maybe in the future for you. There's a lot of it. It sounds like Chuck has a few new ones for me as well to add to the map for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so yes, in uh, late September, uh, early October, we're going to be on the road for a month as well, traveling across the U.S., checking out some of these cold cases and pulling some more cars out and meeting uh, more people along the way. Wow. That's that's phenomenal what you're doing. And, I mean, you guys are even doing this on large scale. I mean, people hear you recovering scooters and guns and cars, but tractors, snowcats, boats, uh you had there had been a video of you recovering uh i believe it was a research boat uh yeah the uh, yeah the uh, sea lion wow. hazing boat yeah yeah that's it that's it and that yeah. that was very interesting 
that that one went missing for two and a half years and uh yeah another dive buddy that ended up locating it i mean he's really good at just spending a lot of time on the river and the boat was actually up river a little bit from where it was last seen that it sunk and that's why it was never found when uh, you know other uh searchers went out to try to find it so one of the uh, gen- there was four people on board uh it ended up going down some big waves some heavy winds the boat, after seeing the boat, I can see exactly why it went down. It's a terrible boat. <laughs> so whoever bought, it, whoever bought it, I'm sorry, but I hope you put some uh, foam or something in there. <laughs> anyway, one one of the gentlemen ended up uh, later, you know, passing away in the hospital. I I don't know if it was a head injury or what exactly happened, but uh, yeah. So the boat ended up uh, where it was in the river. The sand actually ended up covering it, and there was only you know, like a four by four section of it that was visible that Archer was able to pick up on sonar. And it took us six days to, you know, dredge it out and uncover it and get it raised. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, some of your other projects, I, I think the uh, forge video, you said, you know, all of my projects, I think I can get done in like three hours and <laughs> that's not the case. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one, that one just kept going on, and I, and I ruined my transmission again. People, you know, keyboard warriors like to be, oh, you should have, you should have had a four by four that was, you know, one ton or whatever. And I had like an SUV, and we destroyed the transmission on it. But in my defense, it was a second transmission that had three hundred twenty thousand miles on it that was going out anyway. So don't feel too bad for me. Right, but, well, and this is know, how we learn. It, it, yeah, you know, and at the end of the day, I mean, I continue to work with what it is that we have, and we continue to add more gear. But yeah, but some people are like, well, the car wouldn't weigh eight thousand pounds if you had a trash pump. Well, guess what? I don't currently have a trash pump, so we work with what we have. So, right, you you got to do what you can with the tools that you have at your disposal at the time. Yep. And uh, <clears throat> I know recently in one of your videos, you had mentioned the new side scan coming in. Any more, uh, other than the uh, video ray, any any more new tools being added to the arsenal? Yeah, 100%. So I have um, a nice little inflatable boat that we can drop into the little sloughs, um, you know, to help look for Marty. Something that's nice, light, and portable. Nice little uh, motor to go with that one. We do have the um, Solux that I just mentioned, the Solux 12. We are adding the Mega 360 to it as well, and eventually we'll add the Garmin uh, uh, was it live, live scope or whatever to it as well. Wow! Yeah, so yeah, we just we we keep reinvesting, you know, those that monetization money that comes in, and keep making our arsenal better so we can become more efficient at what it is that we're doing. Well, that's that's what it's all about. I mean, time is money essentially, and when you're out on one of these adventures will say uh what sort since you are a youtuber and a storyteller what sort of video equipment and editing software do you use for your videos so i currently use a final cut pro and the reason for it is you know as a mac user and i started with you know the free iMovie and so for me it was easy to just transition to final cut for you know additional features my editors, you know, when when I use editors, they all like Premiere. So I'm like, hey, use whatever you do, you know, use whatever it is that you like. So when I actually do use editors, I give them all the footage. 
I let them come up with their own story. And I, and I think it's actually a better story than I tell because I know what it is about their shooting, but they're looking at it with fresh eyes of them wanting to be entertained as a viewer that knows nothing about diving that, that was not there that day. Um, so I do like having an editor. I'm currently without, but we are looking at bringing on another uh, editor. My other one ended up getting a full-time job because his, uh, he still is at home with his parents, and they felt as though his creativity juices were better spent at, at a, at a nine-to-five job. <laughs> so, so, um, so uh, where was I going? What was the actual question? What was I answering the, for you? The video equipment as well. Oh, the video equipment, yeah. So uh, I come from the video world for years before drones were even a thing when we actually had to make them and we called them multicopters. Some people called them helicopters. They had four blades and they spun. You, you now call them drones. Anyway, I got into the um, – and even years before this, let, let's back up all the way to when GoPro first came out. When GoPro, when GoPro first came out, I'm doing power paragliding and I have another YouTube channel. It's, you know, youtube.com forward slash Lysik and you'll see a lot of my old stuff over there to where I got into video because I wanted to share the world and the experiences with other people that would never have that opportunity otherwise. Nice. Bottom line. That's why, that's why I started shooting video. And so for me, it was always an art. Uh, it's also, you know, during the times of Devin Supertramp with the everything is 90 seconds, cut it to music, tell your story, entertain. If you can keep them for 45 seconds, you've done a good job. And so when I came into this, you know, and my other YouTube friend said, hey, you have to tell a story that lasts longer than 10 minutes. I'm like, holy frick, I could barely keep them for 45 seconds before. You want me to keep them for, for 10 minutes now? And so that, and so that's when so that's when I learned how to tell better stories you know that the there's five elements to storytelling you know first of all is the you know the host of the character characters you have the location you have the plot you have your chaos and drama um i don't like a lot of chaos and drama um but i you know comedic relief so throw that in there and then you have your conclusion if if, if i just go down and i show a car and i don't bring it up I, I have a lot of viewers that will be mad at me like, well, that was dumb. You didn't even bring a car up. I'm like, I showed right. you a car. What more do you want? They, they want to see the car. Meanwhile, they're going, thanks for the cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't, they don't want cliffhangers. So for me, it's tough, you know, releasing the Marty episodes, the, the missing bridesmaid, because I didn't have a con conclusion. And so being able to tell that story and keep the audience entertained is definitely challenging for me, but they do like that. And I'm seeing what, you know, as, as our audience grows, I'm able to push the limit more with testing out new story formats and what right. works and what doesn't work. Well, not to mention the fact too, that in your defense, you're, you're able to, uh, you're, you're continuing that you're showing the viewers an evolution of the progress that you're making on that particular situation. And you've been able to write off where they're not. Yeah. But, you know, even like the title, you know, solving, you know, a 30 year old missing bridesmaid case, you know, I'll get, you know, hate mail like you didn't right. solve Click anything. Bait. I'm like, yeah, I, you're right. I didn't solve anything. Tell me where I told you that I solved it. You know, it's not right. my fault that you don't understand proper grammar. Yeah. We're solving. Sober. It's a work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, you do you, you do have to have thick skin to be on uh, YouTube for sure and, and read your own comments. So <laughs> you do. Yes. Uh, 
Anyways, to, to, so to get back to the actual what it is I use, you know, so that covers the editing software. As far as the gear, I've always been about smooth footage. I hate shaky footage. And so I've always used gimbals, you know, because I'm running gun. I don't script anything. This is real life. We don't reshoot it. And I want it smooth, you know, so that way you're not like, oh, I can't even stand to watch your stuff. Right. Uh, I'm so having gim- a seizure watching the video. Yeah. So, you know, so gimbals, you know, drones have always been my thing. Um, you know, good audio, you know, make sure that you have a good, you know, microphone on your camera that you're not just using the onboard, you know, microphone. Make sure that you have a good, you know, you know, what people call dead cat or uh, dust muff or whatever. Right. That helps cut down on the wind noise. Make sure your limiter is on so that way you're not peaking. Um you know, what other angles can, it, it's tough for me to add additional angles just because now as to the editing time, I've tried 360 cameras, but when I did, it would add four hours of additional editing time. Um, you know, so, so you, you just kind of get used to, all right, here's what I need to do. I shoot my intro after I actually know that I have a conclusion and you see that like, Hey, if you want to see us get this car out of the river today, stay tuned. And that's my hook. That's that, that's that three to five seconds letting you know exactly what it is that we're doing and that you are going to 100% be guaranteed that that title and the description matches what this video is about. That I'm not here to waste your time. Right. And and I have seen that in your videos. Uh, like with the Forge video, uh, right there, the first 20, 30 seconds or whatever, you know, if you tuned in to see this, then you came to the right place. Yeah. You know, and using the word you also, you know, I'm talking to you. This video is for you. I'm happy that you're here today. Good point. Yeah, I can see where, where that goes a long way because it makes the the viewers feel like they are included. They're right there. You've done this for them. Yeah, and I have. At the end of the day, I'm doing this for you guys. I'm I'm here to entertain you guys. I'm I'm an entertainer. I'm a storyteller. And uh, along the way, we're doing good things for people as well. Absolutely. I would have to agree. How how much on, on an average day, like a day in the life of Jared, when he goes out to recover a said target, how much filming actually goes on? And then how much of that hits the cutting room floor? Because I know from a YouTube perspective, the amount of time you can put into film and editing and all of that uploading and then the the viewer comes in and they see a 15 minute clip or whatever and they're done and they don't realize the hours that you can have wrapped up in that 15 minute clip oh 100 percent uh you know a normal car recovery if it's just you know within 30 feet of the surface we can do a car recovery in three hours um if we're just in out we bang it out with that I've been taking a lot more time because we've been having a lot more people come along, new people. You know, I like to give them hands-on training and explain things a little bit more. Uh, so, you know, four to five hours now is kind of where we're at. There have been days where I've banged out two, you know, two, two videos, two cars in a single day just to get additional content. I've kind of backed off and just said, all right, let's do a car. Let's not rush it. Let's just have a good time while we're out here doing this. Now, with right. the with the filming process, you know, if I grab the camera and everything selfie style, I mean, I can, you know, shoot an hour of raw footage that I'll cut down to 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. 
but because there's so many people that don't really understand what is it they're shooting, I said, you know, it's on the gimbal. Make sure that you don't cut my, make sure that my head is not filling just the bottom half of the screen. Make sure that it's filling the top half of the screen. If you're pointing in the right direction, the rest of it's in post. It's editing magic. I can work with it from there. And as a result, they will overfilm content for me. So instead of having an hour of footage, I'm going to have two and a half, three hours of footage. Wow. So it's safe to it's safe to say that some people you have to explain to them the concept of in frame. Everybody gets that um, explanation. Everybody is um, gets instruction on how to use the gimbal, and everybody is expected. Hey, if the gimbal is hand, you know it's handed off to you, make sure it's pointing in the right direction. And right. and there's been times too where I've been flying a drone and something goes wrong where I have to jump in the water and go swimming real quick, and the drone is just so easy to fly now. You know, DJI has done a really good job. That here, take this. And like you know, and, and they're like, I don't know how to fly it. I'm like, you're gonna figure it out right now, and I leave them with it. <laughs> where, whereas it, you know, and whereas in the past, you know, my drone equipment in the past when I would shoot for these reality TV shows, um, was is how. I evolved from the power paragliding into the video world was I actually traveled around for three or four years with reality TV shooting drone only footage. Um, and, you know, and those units, you know, are eight to $12,000 units that I would fly with. And a lot of times I would just be scared of the locations I would put them in. But now DJI has made it so simple. Pick yourself up just the little DJI mini for three ninety nine. I treat it as a tool I'm rough with my tools. If they get damaged, it's part of the show and cost of doing business. And, you know, I crashed a drone up in Colorado last week. And, you know, it's, I didn't cry that I lost 399 but I would have if I, it would have been, like, you know, the eight to $12,000 drone. Right. Yeah. It, <clears throat> I imagine it kind of comes with the territory where, where you're like, ah, well, you know, we, we done, we toasted another drone and that's all right. Grab the next one. Yeah, yeah. You can't be afraid to use your equipment. You know, if it's raining, it's always oh, it's, it's drilling. It's raining. We can't film. No, you've seen us film in the rain and the snow, and it doesn't matter. We're out there to make a video. We're out there to tell a story. We're out there to have a good time. Right, right, absolutely. And sometimes that does come at the cost of equipment. But like you said, in, in the end of it all, they're tools. They're meant to be used. Uh, Sometimes sooner or later they're going to give out. They're going to break. You're you're going to crash them. Whatever the case may be, it, yeah. it does happen. And, and, and you see me. I mean, I I don't get worked up over anything that you know really happens. I, I think there's only been one time you may have seen me like snap online, but that was over that Gary thing. But you know, other yeah. than that, I mean, what you see is what you get with me. I mean, just very laid back. We're all there to have a good time. Things are going to go haywire. There's no reason. On our our team, I mean, you've seen other teams where somebody's always yelling and cussing and screaming, and you don't even want to be around them. Not on our team. Like, everybody just comes together, and it's just a joy every time we go out. I love it, and I'm really appreciative and humbled by the amount of support that we have. You do have a lot of support, and it does seem like everyone has a great time when they're out there. Uh, you guys are just out having fun, documenting what you're doing, basically. And you did happen to mention, Gary, I do have the the links for the GoFundMe in the description and in the chat for him as well as uh, Kelly, 
I believe her name was. Uh, would you like to take a moment to explain to the listeners what that situation is? Um, wow, on so many levels on this one. So, yeah, let me just start off with the thank you for all those that already know about it. I'm going to tell you guys about it that have not heard about it. But Elite Towing has been with us you know, pretty much since day one of us pulling vehicles out. They volunteered their time and their services uh and, and all tow companies involved that have been involved with this, 100% free of charge to help us clean up the environment. Well, uh, last week, one of their drivers was actually struck in a head-on collision. The driver of the other vehicle uh, ended up passing away. And with that, Gary ended up, Gary did survive, uh, but he was pinned in the vehicle. He had to use a fire extinguisher to keep the fire off of him while the um, first responders got there. And we're able to free him from the vehicle, and he didn't burn up as the other driver happened to uh, actually did. Um, so anyway, so Gary May, he's still he's had multiple surgeries. Still don't know if he's going to be able to save his leg or not. Um, they're doing everything they can for him, but you know he's you know he's a he's a father, he's a husband, he's a you know a grandfather who may never work again. And and I got worked up last week because it was Father's Day when I actually did a live stream. So it was an emotional video. Yeah. And, and, you know, so yeah, I, you know, yeah, I'm a full grown man. I ended up crying on that one. Um, but I also got pissed off on that one because we had some trolls on there. They're like, well, this, this video is clickbait. You know, it was titled like, you know, elite involved in head on collision driver dies, you know, you know, we need your help. All hundred percent true, legit. Um, you know, and they're, you know, and they're, oh, this is fake. Oh, you're just doing this for views. You're, you're just, you're just going after the YouTube money. 100%. We are not keeping a dime of any of it. We, we sprung into action, did several things. So, first of all, the setup with this is, you know, Doug, the one of the uh, managing partners over there at Elite, put together a GoFundMe for Gary. At this point in time, we didn't know, you know, we didn't even know. Kelly, the other driver, what her name was, or you know anything about the family, and so the Doug had put this up. He had 13 donors on GoFundMe. It was stuck at you know $1,200, and I said, "Listen, I said you guys have been incredible. I said the least I can do is do a live stream, and let me see if I can help bring some awareness to the GoFundMe and help Gary out." And at this point in time, I'm you know I'm like you know what if we can like raise an extra $700, like that's going to be good. If we can raise $2,000, I'm like. You know, woo, you know, it's like no way I don't have that much power on the Internet these days. Um, <laughs> so, you know, so I had some lift bag material. And so we put together, you know, 99 of those that we put on eBay to sell as well as one of my used lift bags that was completely destroyed. So we did a eBay fundraiser. We sold out of the lift bag material in like eight hours and raised two thousand dollars there with some other donations we sold the lift bag for like 400 it was complete garbage but it was a souvenir that we've used on you know on Tim Robinson to recover him you know the snow cat the love you know the love truck so that one's actually packaged up ready to go out tomorrow um so like i said $2500 there plus the gofundme went from 30, or from 1200 and i think it's over 17000 now a week later that i've just blown away and then we ended up finding out what kelly's uh, GoFundMe was as well. And I think we've raised almost $2,900 over there. And just the, you know, hey, Garrett, you know, Elite was there for Jared and helping him out. It's the least we can do for Gary as well. And just everybody stepped up to the plate. 
and just the again there's so many stories that I have from doing adventures with purpose and the people that have been involved from those that have actually been there on site to the viewers as well that have stepped up with their own pocketbooks to you know to help somebody that they don't even know because they saw us and the other people who were involved in it and it's just again it's a humbling experience for me gratitude uh, wow I can't believe this and so like I said I was scared to death that we weren't even going to raise $700. If we would have raised two, it would have been like amazing. And we've raised over like $20,000, $22,000 for both families now. And I, I could not do this without you guys. I am so grateful. Not just those that are members. You can actually be a member and get like some of our videos early before the public does. Uh, those links are over on our uh, YouTube channel. But just by viewing the videos and and I'm very straightforward, you know, we get paid by from the monetization money. And right. if the ads if the ads run, you know, we get like half of a half a cent or whatever, but a lot of those, you know, and they all add up. And so we actually have viewers that will comment down below us, I'm mad. I didn't get any ads on this. I want to watch the ads so you can get more money. Like <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, you know, they're like, you're, you are the only YouTube channel where I let the ads play because I want to help you. I can't give to you financially, but I can watch the ads for you. And it's yeah, like, like I said, I, I stream it on the TV. So when the ad comes up, I just leave it play. Yeah. How many other YouTube channels are out there that you hear something like that? And if you go read the comments, just the support that we have, like I said, I'm just, I don't know what my purpose is here in life, but, uh, you know, I hope that when I do get to, you know, and there are pearly gates on the other side, I hope that I get in and I hope that people are going to miss me when I'm gone. Yeah, absolutely. And I I thought it was very commendable as well. Not only were you trying to help Gary, uh, because Elite Towing has been there for you guys from day one, but you were also reaching out to anybody that could help, that could provide information for the other driver and whether or not they had a GoFundMe because you wanted to help in that aspect as well. Uh, yeah. Very commendable. Very yeah. commendable. And, and, and even Gary uh, donated his own money towards uh, Kelly's GoFundMe as well. And he, you know, he, and he never knew her, and he's the one that his life has forever changed because of Kelly and her decisions, you know, her choices that day. Right. So, uh, that that speaks volumes for character, not only for, for you guys, but for him as well. Yeah. That that really does speak volumes for character. What has been one of the uh the more significant finds for you that you can think of right off the top of your head that, that was just very memorable for you? Mm, well, I I mean Timothy was definitely the uh surprise body that we found i mean that was the normally if we go for a body we know we're going for a body uh and you know right. and or, was not expecting that <laughs> and or we identify it long before we're on a live stream where people can actually see the entire thing on the live stream uh that was a <laughs> you know we're definitely we're definitely going to be a lot more careful when we do live streams in the future to make sure that the car is 100 percent clear before right before we show the side of it Kind of uh, uh, in 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 the detecting and everything like that, we kind of call it the live dig curse, where you think you've got a good target, and as soon as you turn on the camera, it's not, and and it almost yeah. kind of sounds like that in a sense, just in reverse. It's it's like the live stream curse for the uh, salvage. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so, you know, so we, yeah, de- definitely that one has been amazingly memorable. The 1960 MK2, I call it a Jaguar, okay? A lot of people have been like, what is a Jaguar? Listen, where I grew up, it was always <laughs> called Jaguar, okay? I guess it's Jaguar, whatever. But uh, <laughs> that, that one definitely uh, memorable for us as well. You know, nice. and a lot of it just because it, you know, the look and the feel of it and just the way it sat and the thumbnail that we have is, you know, more like it's, it's almost like a, uh, like a Roger Rabbit tune car is what it looks like to me. <laughs> I like the analogy there. Definitely. So for someone else getting into, say, diving, salvage, YouTubing, adventuring, anything like that, are there any, uh, words of wisdom or encouragement that uh, you can help them along with? Like, how could they get started in something like that? Uh, Well, I mean, there's several things that you touched on there. So first of all, with YouTube, you know, YouTube is not about you. So don't name your channel, you know, hey, Jared Lysak's Adventures, you know, or Jared's Adventures, you know, name it something that, you know, what is the tribe that you are creating that other people want to be a part of? I mean, I have people that, you know, buy, um, that, that have created their own door ma- or vehicle magnets because they've dove on the team and this is them. They, they are adventures of the purpose. This is not me. Um, that they, you want them to be involved with what it is that you're doing and do that. Include as many people as you can. Um, and don't make it about you. And, and you see that also when I'm out, like, Hey, yes, I'm hosting the show, but you'll see where I turn this over to other people to have that hands-on experience and to let them have the limelight in the recovery process. It's not about me. It's about what we're doing. Yeah. The, the adventure of the day. Um, so that's, that's the YouTube, um, side of it. Now, as far as the diving side of it, I mean, just get in the water. I mean, there's so many people get their open water diving certification so that way they can go on a, you know, vacation to, you know, Hawaii or wherever and go dive in crystal clear salt water and see pretty fish and coral. That's not me. I'm I'm treasure diving. What is it going to be? I it's the adventure and get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Like, you know, Chuck was asking, you know, have you, you know, black water? What's black water? Well, that's you know, chocolate milk that you can't see the moment you go more than two feet underwater. It's the, you're not going to see, you know, you know, half an inch in front of your mask and, you know, and just having a light on so you can see the end of your mask gives you that, that comfort. And when it goes pitch black, you're like, Oh, well that's no, no good. So make, make sure that if you're in black water, at least you have a light. So it gives you some comfort for sure. But get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Um, you know, we have another saying also, you know, we dive together, but we're all solo divers. Don't rely on any other diver and you are there to save yourself because we can't, you know, where we dive, we can't see each other to begin with. And right. So How are you going to know that, that your your dive buddy or whatever is in trouble when you're in zero visibility? Yep. Yeah, 100%. Um, good gear. Invest in proper gear. Um and there's just, I mean, there's just a lot to it. It will become an addiction, though, for you. So, um, you know, please let your wife know right up front, you know, honey, you're going to see a lot less of me. Uh, make sure you're in a position that you're not spending the family fortune. And uh, make sure that your your kids are also grown so that way you're not taking away time from them because you need to be there for them prior to them being 18. So I just happen to be 
you know, my youngest is now 20 and, uh, you know, I had my little midlife crisis that is kind of continuing that, Hey, you girls are welcome to come with me, but I'm also taking off and I'm going to go on these adventures and continue to go do, do fun things like this. Well, and it works out. You never know when you may need that extra hand for a camera. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, you know, but this really has become an addiction for our team, you know, not just pulling the vehicles, but the, those that have been involved with bringing resolution to families and helping out other families is like, wow, that felt really good. What's the next one going to be? When can we go find it? When can we do it again? Exactly. Yes, I I would have to agree. Uh, kind of like for for many of us detectorists out there, when when we're able to recover, say a a lost ring for someone and and return that piece of personal property. It's, uh, it is, it's, it's like an addiction because once you've done it, you're going, wow, that, that made such an impact on this person. I, I got to get out there and do it again. Yeah. Definitely really, really enjoy that. Um, it looks like we have actually kept you on for, for quite a while and I'm sure that you've got some, some things that you want to get done as well. But before we roll on out of here, would you like to take a moment and let everyone know where they can find you if they don't already know? Would, does, do they not look at your links and what you got available for them or what's going on here? You the better links, be doing your job. The links are there <laughs> and they are in the description, yes. Uh, thank you for being here tonight. Definitely check out you know Adventures with Purpose on YouTube. You know, Drop me a comment. Um Here's a little secret for you. We only usually read the comments like the first 12 hours because they become overwhelming. So we try to respond to those that actually ask direct questions. Um, if you are a member, we appreciate it for sure. We have like a $5 membership fee, uh, $10 uh, to help us with air, $25 to help us with gear. Uh, philanthropists that you guys just don't know what to do with your retirement money, we have a $100 uh, philanthropist uh, membership level there as well. <laughs> We appreciate all of it. Know that it goes to a good cause for sure. Uh, humbled by the whole thing. Uh, and But even if you can't, you know, do watch the videos. Become addicted. We also get comments that says, you know, this is the only family-friendly show that not only do my kids or grandkids enjoy watching it, but I can watch it with them. And so definitely introduce it to the uh, family as well. I did have to apologize, though. I did cuss on that Gary episode. It's the only time that you guys have ever seen me cuss. I got two two mean comments about it. it says, you know, my three, you know, my three year old and my two year old were on, and you know, I they can't no longer watch your show. And another one that says, my kids will never watch your show again because you you use bad language. I'm like, listen, use it as a learning experience. Even good people tend to become heated at times in the moment, and things are said and use that as a learning experience and I hope to, I hope to see you guys back. But at the end of the day when I did launch the channel I said, you know what, this is gonna be hundred percent friend you know, family friendly. I want everybody happy and comfortable to be here that they never have to be like, oh you know. So even when we do find the bodies, you know, we don't show we don't show, you know, anything that should not be shown. Right. Out of respect for the family and the the viewers as well, of course. Yep. Wow. And I got to say in 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 the Gary the the elite towing video for people who watched that 
you can clearly tell obviously it was an emotional video you were you were worked up about it you were a little uh definitely a little upset about the whole situation it happens on father's day and then you get you get other people coming into the chat that are being disrespectful obviously you're going to get worked up a little bit and you know maybe you are going to slip but i think in this particular situation understandably so yeah, I appreciate that. You know, and I have the ability to go in and edit that part out on YouTube, not on Facebook, but um, you know, on YouTube I do. Uh, I have chosen to leave that because it is it is real, it's authentic, it's who I am. That's what ended up happening that day. Right. Yeah. I mean, it it was just it's it's an unfortunate situation, and like you said, when you get to social media, you get to YouTube, you do have to be thick skinned, but that doesn't mean that we don't have a limit somewhere and sometimes people can catch us on the wrong day and just happen to push that right button. Yep, for sure. It it is very unfortunate. But you have been an absolute pleasure to uh to finally speak with. I've been looking forward to this show for quite some time actually and and was thinking, "Oh my god, you know, this guy's got such a following. I'm going to have to offer up my right arm or something. I don't know." Uh so definitely Wait, you very you got like jerky or something or something out of you or like <laughs> and I did this for free? Well, you didn't necessarily do it for free because you have been such a pleasure that we will be getting a shirt out to you uh courtesy of Detectees uh definitely uh just a small token of our appreciation we enjoy what you're doing and when i see somebody out there doing things the right way having fun i and and i like what they're doing i stand behind it and you are definitely one of those i mean adventures with purpose is a very informative very entertaining and family friendly channel uh I was even I was even going back through some of your older videos to see if what occasions that you had used say brute magnetics or metal detectors or anything like that in in different episodes and my wife's sitting there and she's like what are you doing I said well I'm doing some some more research on on this guest and she says well you've got YouTube on the TV put it up on the TV I want to watch it too so next thing you know, then there we both are, binge-watching episodes of Adventures with Purpose. Beautiful. I appreciate that. Um, before we go, I mean, sometimes guests have questions. I can give you another five or ten minutes if you need. Is there anything particular that uh, anybody wants to know directly? Uh, let's see here. I can try to look back through the chat here and see. Uh, <clears throat> I've got to switch over to my other screen here. And we'll... Remember, at the end of the day, this is not about you or I. This is about the uh, viewers. Without them, we would not be here. Exactly, and I've said that many times before myself. You know, people people can do a show, guests can do a show, but what makes the show so fun and great many, many times are the the followers and the listeners that you do have, the people that come in on a regular basis, interact in the chat, uh things of that nature uh but from what i'm seeing here it looks like everyone is saying that they have had a wonderful time they've enjoyed listening to you and the stories that you've had to share and the way it sounds we haven't even scratched the surface 
and you've got more adventures to come, I think they would probably like to hear you back again sometime. Oh, beautiful. Don't make it too often, though. I, I got things to do. But, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm more than happy to jump back on again with you. Right. I'll, got, I'll leave got, my... uh, got coins to make. Oh, my goodness. I'm kind of dreading that one. I'm quickly learning that I'm not a coin caster for sure. <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll make that one. That that was part of a quarantine project, you know. I, that kept us busy with uh, content. Uh, I'm definitely happy to be back in the water. Our uh, car recovery videos definitely get a lot more views. But um, as you saw, I included my girls on that one. It was learning experience for all of us, and I had a blast hanging out with them. Right, yeah. For for those who don't know what we're talking about, if if you've ever wondered, will a tire still inflate and hold up and not explode after being underwater for thirty plus years? <laughs> check it out. Definitely or, check it out. Here's here's the one thing I didn't include the video. Um, just out of a guesstimate, how long does it take to actually you know cut up an entire RX-7? The answer is six hours. What you did that in six hours? Yeah. Wow. And, well, yeah, yeah, another five on the engine. That engine took almost as long as the uh, entire car did. Well, and I guess that's that's another thing. For some people out there who are kind of power tool fanatics, they may want to check out those videos anyway. Uh, you know, cutting up the vehicle or even doing the uh, the forge build video. That, that was kind of... Uh, I got to admit, that was kind of entertaining, especially when you're going, why do I keep hurting myself? Yeah, it was probably because I was using a pair of uh, channel locks that were only, you know, four inches long instead of 36 inch long uh, crucible tongs like I should have been. Right. But, uh, <laughs> well, but like you, we you, said, you use what you have at the moment, though, right? Right. And, and that's how we uh, learn from our experiences, so to speak. Yeah, And you definitely have quite a few experiences. It has been a pleasure. Hang in there with me and we'll get out of here. Uh, for everyone else, if you enjoyed the show, by all means, throw us a comment. Leave us a like. You can follow us on Spreaker, iHeart, iTunes, YouTube, uh, Facebook, the other podcast distribute. Well, just uh, Google Beyond Sight and Sound. We're out there everywhere. Until the next one, folks, I think we're back. Uh, let's see. July 1st to announce the winner of the Nocta Macro Mini Horde. Until the next one, we'll see you then. Have a wonderful evening. <laughs>